Today's reading is from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 14. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. So, good morning everybody, whether you're here in St Saviour's this morning or whether you're watching online. It's uh, good to be together today. And I'm going to look at this passage, which maybe you weren't expecting to hear part of the Christmas story today. Because to many of us, we think, well, we've done Christmas now. But Christmas is actually a period of time. So I was uh, noticed on TV yesterday just how many Christmas adverts and Christmas symbols they were still using for advertising things. So we're still in the season of Christmas. Now, I want you to imagine what it must have been like to be a shepherd outside Bethlehem about 2,000 years ago. What would it have felt like to be sleeping outside every night, sleeping on the ground, protecting the sheep from being attacked by wild animals and robbers? In the Psalms, David mentioned killing bears and lions that attack the sheep. You would be out with the sheep for months at a time, in all weathers, and the only people you might have to talk to were other shepherds that worked with you. And obviously you could talk to the sheep. And this wasn't just a job for the boys, because the girls in poor families often ended up looking after the sheep too. So it was something that could involve anybody. Now, some of Israel's greatest heroes were shepherds. We have Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and David. In Psalm 23, and when Jesus was talking, they compare God's care to that of a good shepherd. But in the first century, it seems, shepherds had a very bad reputation. They lived most of the year outside, away from the townspeople. As we hear in some of the songs, abiding in the field. They lived out of doors. Flocks were kept outside in this way from about April to November, and sometimes during the winter in suitable locations. They were constantly with their sheep, since the sheep were vulnerable to all kinds of trouble. The shepherds made sure that the sheep were safe from wandering off and injuring themselves, as well as dangers from the thieves and the wolves. Now, make no mistake, shepherds were dirty people. 
They didn't have a nice bathroom that they could go and wash in at the end of the day. They were living covered in the dirt, the sweat, and the grime that we can imagine they would pick up just from being with the sheep. So every night while they were out in the wilds, they would be sleeping on the ground, in the rain, in the dry. They smelt like sheep and were certainly not from the upper classes. They were the lowest of the low. Basically, no one cared about the shepherds at this time. They were considered, though, to be essential workers because the sheep around Bethlehem were probably destined to be sacrificed in the temple at Jerusalem. But the shepherds themselves were despised because they were considered unclean. That meant they couldn't even go to worship at the temple. And yet God used several shepherds in scripture as carriers of his word and authority. And here, at the first announcement of the good news of Jesus' birth, it came to the shepherds. Now, if we were planning an event for the coming of the king of the universe, most likely we'd overlook the shepherds. We'd think, oh, I must invite the mayor. I'd invite the king and the queen, invite celebrities, invite what we call the important people. But this time, for this message, it was the lowly shepherds that the angels announced the birth of the Savior to. Another reminder of God's affection for the shepherds. And the good news came for those who would need it most, the sinners. Now, in the Christmas story, this is the third visit by an angel. And once again, the people involved were terrified. An angel appeared, sent from God, and they were scared. But this event is also different because the messenger appeared with the Lord's glory that shone. And their basic response, as I say, was terror. The glory of the Lord is an Old Testament phrase referring to God's presence and strength. It's often associated with light and shining. Now, when the glory of the Lord shines around the shepherds, they find themselves surrounded by the power and presence of the God who delivers his people from enemies and evil, who calls God's people to life set apart as the people of God, and who promises to establish an eternal kingdom and throne. They're terrified, but the angel goes on to proclaim good news that is accompanied by joy for everyone. The shepherds are told they'll find a saviour, the chosen of God, in Bethlehem. The promise will be known through a sign, the sign of a baby lying in a manger. At one and the same time, the glory of the Lord signifies the presence of God with them. And yet, not in the 
person of a king reigning on a throne, but as a small baby lying in a feeding trough. Now, once they received that message, a whole army of angels appeared, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. The proper response to the news that has been announced is praising God. This whole unfolding drama is God's story, and God is the one who should be praised because of it. When the angels left, the shepherds got up and went into Bethlehem to see with their own eyes the sign that was promised to them. I'm sure they wouldn't have just gone and left their sheep on their own, so probably someone had to stay behind with them, but we don't know about that. In Bethlehem, they find the sign just as it was given, and they began to tell people of what they'd seen. So they were the first people telling the good news other than the angels. Now the theme of God's glory runs throughout this passage. It's a reminder of God's presence and a reminder of the response God's people make to the gift of a saviour a saviour who will defeat the world's enemies by means completely apart from those of the enemy. This is the kind of kingdom and throne signified by a baby lying in a feeding trough. The message delivered by the angel is one that must be appreciated. As a reminder, the angel said, don't be afraid because I'm bringing you some good news. It will be a joy to all the people. Today, your Savior was born in David's town. He is Christ the Lord. This is how you will know him. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a feeding box. Give glory to God in heaven and on earth, let there be peace to the people who please God. God's gift of such a saviour was evidence of his good pleasure towards mankind and his desire that people everywhere be brought into a relationship of peace with him. So the shepherds had been, they'd seen the sign and they marveled. And when they had seen Jesus, they returned back to the pastures where their sheep were, proclaiming to all they met that the Savior had come. These words challenge the status quo of our hearts. We often marvel over temporary things that have no eternal significance. These shepherds were amazed, overjoyed, and motivated by a wow factor that can be lost on us who know these words well. Glory has appeared and shone around. May it flood our hearts afresh. The good news of Jesus Christ must be understood against the backdrop of the Old Testament and everything he came to fulfill. Jesus' birth was truly good news, 
because he was the fulfillment of prophecy. The final scene is the shepherds climbing back up the hill to where their flocks lie. The angel had told them what to expect, and that's just the way they found it. We leave them glorifying and praising God. The shepherds teach us that no story is unimportant. No life is not worthy enough. The Savior came for everyone, not just the wealthy or the educated or the strong. The Savior's birth was to bring joy to all the people. And the shepherds were the first to tell about it. Kirsty, do you want to come up? So look back over this year. We're right at the end of it now, just a few hours to go. Ask yourself, where did I see God? And then think about who you might share your story with. Who might be blessed to hear about how God has worked in your life, whether it was in an extravagant way or a simple way, whether you're still struggling or you've made it out of the valley. God has given us each a story to share. And it is as much God's story as it is our own. Amen. Amen.
Cause 